Buenos dias from the Springs. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 4th of August, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. If you thought things were moving towards stability on the economic front, you may have been surprised on Thursday the 28th when the government named yet another economy minister, the third in one month. Despite having met with the IMF and other international organizations, Silvina Batakis was ousted after only three weeks in office. Her replacement was no other than Sergio Massa, the former lower house speaker who has not only taken over as economy minister, but also will lead the productive department and the agriculture, livestock, and fisheries ministries. In other words, these three ministries, which used to be led by different ministers, have been absorbed under one role. Needless to say, many people got frustrated with the appointment of Massa as a new super minister, not only because it condenses three roles, but also because he's a lawyer, not an economist. Moreover, he's known for shifting his politics to match those of the party that may better serve his ambitions. Meanwhile, Batakis, who was returning from a trip to Washington, D.C. when the news broke, was appointed by President Fernandez as the president of Argentina's National Bank. In her last few hours as economy minister, she indebted Argentina to China for $5 billion to build two dams in the Santa Cruz province. The dams are being built on the 380-kilometer-long Santa Cruz River, the largest watercourse in southern Argentina. Unfortunately, experts say that the works in Santa Cruz will put at risk the natural movements of the ice masses and the fauna that depend on the wetlands in that area. The dams would also destroy the ancestral Mapuche land. While the president was shuffling his cabinet, demonstrators filled the streets outside the presidential palace to demand a universal salary. Radical leftist groups have been demanding a universal living wage for a long time, as the rampant inflation has been leading more families to poverty. Protesters want a minimum living wage worth 67,000 pesos, around $230 at the parallel exchange rate. In the farming industry, the appointment of Sergio Massa also made waves. Farmers perceived the merger of the agriculture ministry into this super ministry as a relegation of their sector, which is anything but good considering how desperately the government needs the agro sector to sell its crops. Last week, President Fernandez accused the farming sector of speculating with devaluation ahead of selling and holding back $20 billion worth of soy. A couple of days later, the government announced a special agro exchange rate with the intention of encouraging the sale of grains not yet marketed. While this agro exchange rate is higher than the official one, it's still significantly lower than the parallel rate, and farmers don't want to settle for anything less than a unified currency market. According to them, creating another exchange rate for the agricultural exports will only lead to more speculation. Speaking of speculation, the trial against Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner has begun. On Monday the 1st, Prosecutor Diego Luciani told the court that Kirchner and her husband Nestor were right at the top of a pyramidal illicit association where they oversaw an extraordinary corruption matrix. 
Right now, Fernandez de Kirchner is on trial for alleged fraudulent awarding of public works contracts in her fiefdom and in the province of Santa Cruz. However, she is also the target of about a dozen investigations for crimes, including money laundering, bribe-taking, and obstruction of justice. In her defense, she claims she's being politically persecuted by the right-leaning judicial system that her leftist political coalition has set out to reform. On that note about justice, the Argentine judge investigating the Iranian and Venezuelan crew of the grounded cargo plane authorized 12 crew members to leave the country. The other seven will be detained in Argentina as further investigations are carried out. According to their declarations, the plane had been in Paraguay before landing in the country. On the topic of traveling, the winter holidays have come to an end and millions of travelers are back home. According to the Secretary of Tourism, 16 million people traveled through the country, 20% more than last year, and spent 150 billion pesos, about $500 million, in the cities they visited. The economic impact increased 102% to the 2021 winter holidays. Unfortunately, five days of intense snowfall along the Andes mountain range led to power outs and blocked roads in several mountain communities. Also related to traveling, do you remember back in October when the government of the Buenos Aires province announced a program for students in the last year of high school which aimed to finance their end-of-school trip? Well, this month, a total of 120,000 young people from the province signed up on the program's official website, 70% from public schools and 30% from private ones. End-of-year trips are one of the most highly anticipated traditions of Argentine students, and with Bariloche in the Rio Negro province being the most popular destination. With this program, however, the idea is to finance a three- to four-day escapade inside the province of Buenos Aires so that they can celebrate their graduation. Back to the topic of holiday spending, financing the payment of your credit card balance will now be more expensive. We're talking about the payment plans that banks offer to cover the balance in installments, which usually come with a high interest rate. Starting now, if the balance includes expenses greater than $200, credit card holders will be able to finance it only with an interest rate of 85%. You'll also see an increase in train and bus tickets in the Amba region. After more than three years without adjusting the price, they will go up 40%, with the minimum moving from 18 pesos to 25 pesos, about 8 cents in U.S. dollars. As always, if you take multiple means of transport in the span of two hours, you'll get the second ticket at 50% and a 75% discount on the third and beyond. Also, the discounts for pensioners, veterans, and other vulnerable sectors will remain at 55%. On a more positive note, five kiosks in the Cordoba province are offering free breakfast, which include food and a hot drink, to people without a home. So far, they've been receiving about 40 people per day. A woman named Alejandra, who leads the initiative, said it stemmed from 
Her desire to give back after having been born in a poor neighborhood herself and having experienced what it's like not to be able to afford a hot meal, especially at this time of year. Before we go, everyone seems to be talking about the latest national production, Santa Evita, released on the 70th anniversary of Eva Duarte de Perón's death, which we talked about in our previous episode. The new series tells the story of the sinister journey of the embalmed corpse of the former First Lady. After she passed away from cancer, her lifeless body became a war trophy for the most conservative sectors of Argentine society. The series is based on a novel by journalist and writer Tomás Eloy Martínez. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Is there anything about these updates you'd like to change? Give us some feedback at argentina at rorschach.com or message us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina or Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos la próxima semana. Thank you.